Folks, if your financial professional tends to speak in terms of their industry jargon, it can be confusing, but it's important to have clarity, which is why I so recommend Arif Halaby of Total Financial Solutions. My wife Sue and I are Arif's clients because he provided us with such clarity. He is very knowledgeable and capable when it comes to reliable retirement income. Tune into Arif Halaby's show, The Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM 870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour is sponsored by TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions, Inc. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategy strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power. Thanks for being here. I'm Eric Halloway, the Total Financial Hour. Talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. How do the, uh, I guess, both state and local politics, as well as federal or national politics, how does that affect you? What Congress is doing, what's happening in the White House or Sacramento or Gavin Newsom's latest schemes? We're going to touch on a few of those things. Uh, and then your emails, your emails after the uh, the top of the next hour. Why is that important? Because that is what you are experiencing. It's your issues, your concerns. And if it isn't yours exactly, if it's somebody else's or it seems like it's just slightly different, then just wait. Next week or the week after will be somebody that's just like you because we read them all the time. There's always something new coming along. Uh, and if you have a question, certainly you can send it. I have one that uh, came in that I still owe a response to, and I'll do that uh, this week. Because um, it does take a little bit, a little bit of time. Sometimes there's a lot of questions in there. Sometimes I cover it on the air, and, and then I talk with you as well on a phone call or something. So I want to touch base with, with a couple of things as we speak. Look, if you've seen the illegal immigrant process, I, I need you to do a couple of things. I don't want you to fall into this trick of calling them migrants. That, it doesn't make sense. They're calling them, you might as well call them Mickey Mouse. They're, they're not migrants. Migrants come, work, and go back. They migrate. They come, they walk, They go through. Are they going through to Canada? No, no, no. They're staying. They're immigrants. Did they come legally or illegally? They're illegal. So it's illegal immigration. They are illegal immigrants. They are made in God's image. You can say, well, that just sounds, well, that's you. Some of you guys. <laughs> Some of you are like, well, that just makes me feel. Well, that's great. You can feel all you want, but one plus one is still two. Somebody who comes here illegally is still a illegal immigrant. Because Gavin Newsom just decided 700,000 people are going to get health insurance. Remember the health insurance they promised you was never going to go to illegal immigrants? And I told you last year, I think last summer, that the biggest scam going was Los Angeles County 
was lying and phoning up uh, information. People were doing this. There were whistleblowers that were being canned or quietly told, don't say a word. And they were, they were letting illegal immigrants get health insurance, get Medi-Cal. You understand how crooked that is? You've worked here your whole life. You've put into both Social Security, Medicare, taxes. And great people, probably good at God-fearing people. I get it. On an individual basis, I'm sure they're wonderful human beings. That's not the problem today. The problem today is very simple. We cannot afford to have these folks keep coming in. But guess what? It's too late. Millions, millions have come in. Enough to sway any vote in any state, in any county, if there's any organization. So who's to blame for this? Well, first of all, the federal government wouldn't let these folks in. The Biden administration would not let them in if it weren't for the NGOs, non-governmental organizations, Goodwill, Salvation Army, and countless others that hide under the radar. Illegal immigration has become a business, just like homelessness is a business. It pays executive directors. It pays people massive amounts of money. I mean six figures, sometimes near seven figures, especially in the case of the Red Cross, Goodwill, Salvation Army. They've got massive amounts of wages being paid to these people. So they're not going to fight for what's right. They're not going to be, quote, pro-American. They're the Vichy, the, the French, the French that turned on the French. Right? A lot of these are, oh, Arif, but they give people a pizza. Listen, the line worker are many of you, and you are good people, and you are helping a human being. That's not who I'm beating up at the moment. Of course, I help people. We, we do. But you cannot ignore that these organizations that will always put money towards and vote towards the left-wing causes to create more business for themselves, you would do that, right? Right. If you were selling sandwiches and somebody says, pass this law and, I, and you can sell more sandwiches, vote for this guy and, and you'll sell more sandwiches, I'll tell you what, donate to the cause and you will sell more sandwiches, guess what you're going to do? Donate to the cause. So you can't help but understand the massive amounts of dollars that go to the Democrat Party that encourage illegal immigration. Encourage illegal immigration. Not tolerate, not deal with it, not manage it. Encourage. So what were some of the scares of days past? Well, the left-wing oil is going to be gone in 10 years. Remember that in the 1960s? We talked about this once before. I want to give it to you again because uh, I've got uh, more specific data. In 1970s, the new ice age is coming. Global cooling is right around the corner. Remember Newsweek article? We got it. Time magazine covered it. The LA Times and New York Times, global cooling. Right? The fraud of those organizations, those newspapers, here's what they do. They just put a question mark. Is Arif Halaby an alien? They put a question mark. Hey, listen, they didn't call me an alien. They just put a question mark. We're going to discover it. Well, why would you even put that as a headline? Right? There's no evidence I'm an alien. I have two arms and two legs and two eyes. 
I hide the third one pretty well. <laughs> Come on. Right? You understand that? That's all they got to do. Every news organization does it. They just, listen, if they don't like Donald Trump, if they don't like Bill Clinton, if they didn't like Obama, just, is Bill Clinton really born in America? Question mark. You, right? That's all you do. That's the media. So all of these organizations got involved. The new ice age is coming in the 1970s. Ready? 1980s? I remember it well. Acid rain was on its way. It was going to destroy all of us. It was incredible. All the crops were going to be gone in 10 years. Illustrations, graphs. Remember? All that stuff was laid out. It's happening. 1990s, the ozone layer was going away. Graphs, pictures, every night on the news, ozone. A lot of the junk today that we're, we're getting, all the junk science today about carbon. Right now they know that the carbon being released in the environment was from two or 300 years ago. Two or 300 years ago. And is anybody telling you today that there are more trees in the United States than when Columbus came to America? Wait, wait, you don't know that? What do, you, what do you mean you didn't know? There are more trees today. Oh, Arif, not really. Look, just look at the San Fernando Valley. It was basically kind of big old dirt hole. Uh, look at all the tree-lined streets on the west side. How about the tree-lined streets in the Antelope Valley, in Riverside, in San Bernardino, Santa Clarita? Those were deserts. There are more trees in the United... Oh, Arif, but not the old growth trees. You're right. You're right. We chopped them down. And I love looking at those big redwoods in the tree. I love them. But can you explain to me what it is that that tree does for the environment that the other trees don't? I, I don't know that. I'm not a science geek. I can only tell you eighth grade science. A couple things. Masks don't work. We have more trees on the earth, uh, at least in the United States today than ever. More, more CO2 is absorbed and oxygen produced from the oceans than we ever thought before. So deforestation is less of a concern. Remember that was supposed to happen every minute. 2000s ice caps, Al Gore made millions. Polar ice caps are gonna be gone. Somebody on CNN talking about, could it, could it disturb the rotation of the planet by shifting the weight? Graphs, illustrations. 2010s, remember global warming next in 10 years. Worth, uh, the, the, the earth is going to, it's going to ruin food production. Global warming is here to stay. CO2 lags today, just so you know. I said 300 years, my mistake. 800 years. CO2 lags by 800 years. It's not the cause. In fact, it's a product of basic temperature changes. This is from a science journal. Temp increases first, then CO2 increases. It's not the other way around. The main source of CO2, ready for this, has nothing to do with you and I. It's volcanoes. Volcanoes erupting more than everything else combined. And then the oceans. CO2 goes into the oceans when it's colder. When the oceans are warmer, CO2 is released. This 800-year lag is because it takes vast amounts of years for the oceans to release the carbon. The oceans are just enormous. Current warmer temperature is increased by half of a degree Celsius, about one degree. It's about 150 years ago. 
That's when we started keeping track. You, you understand that? We're taxed on all these things. We're taxed going back to global cooling. We're taxed because oil is disappearing. We're taxed because the ice age and acid rain tax, tax, tax. Who's going to take care of you? You have to take care of yourself, you guys. Because the government exists because these, uh, these non-governmental organizations, NGOs, they thrive, they live, they feed off of government money. Do some of them do a good job? Oh my gosh, they do amazing work. Do some of them do incredible work for mankind? Yes, they do. Are most of them crooked on some level? Yes, absolutely. When an NGO has to get water into Africa, where you have a crazy, if I say crazy, right? You have crazy people next to them uh, running along with AK-47s and military Jeeps. And they're making kids uh, into uh, everything from sex slaves to working on diamond mines and cobalt mines. And an NGO goes in, an NGO, national uh, or non-governmental organization, they go in to try to, to drill wells. They have to pay off these juntas. They have to pay off corrupt government organizations. Now, you might say, Arif, that's the only way it's going to go, and it's a dirty business, and that's the way it is. No problem. You just tell the people. You tell the people that donate to these causes that, hey, by the way, a huge percentage of what you give has to go to pay off these really ugly, unsavory, mean, and I'm trying to be as kind as possible, people who hurt other people. So instead of making a difference, right, you understand, we're not triage. It's not like, oh, we have an emergency. We have a problem right now. We're going to do whatever it takes to fix that problem. Let's go to town. Let's, let, let's fix it. Got it. It's an ongoing thing for decades that we go into Haiti and you have to pay off these little roving gangs, government officials, corrupt government officials. You go into El Salvador, corrupt government officials. You go into uh, parts in Asia, same thing. Africa, yep. So the Western values doesn't allow that same overt corruption, right? When you get pulled over by the police, you have to give them money, those kinds of stories. It's a different world. You see, the left has used all of this phoniness that I just laid out for you. It's not, do your own research, right? I, I tell you this, just do your own research. 800 years it takes for, for carbon to get out of the ocean. Uh, just a uh, newsflash, Indians were, were rubbing sticks and stones together to make fire 800 years ago, right? Native people didn't really own any land, by the way. It's not like we took it from anybody. It wasn't owned by anybody. We just said it's ours now. You can't use it. You got to go over there. Mean or nice or, or the way it goes, I don't know. That's, that's for others to, to decide at this moment. But in the end of the day, Native Americans that took care of themselves are not living in trailers and, and squalor. They are living in wonderful houses and mansions and nice homes and nice cars because they said, okay, well, we can create casinos. We can create manufacturing companies. We can create industrial jobs. 
tourism. Right, the native peoples that said, listen, we're going to take it into our own hands and we're, enough is enough with this crazy reliance on government welfare. We're going, to, we're going to take this and get educated and go out and figure it out. The ones that sat around, I, I've been through these places, they're horrible. Some parts of the Navajo Nation, my heart breaks. Alcoholism, single wide trailers, trash everywhere. Go through New Mexico. Did, is it, did, did we do something wrong? We took their land. No, we didn't. They took it from somebody else and we took it from them. You understand that? Anytime somebody says, give it back to whoever, you just say, you understand the Mexican government that owned, quote, California and Arizona, Nevada, you realize they took it from what? Maybe the Aztecs who took it from the Mayans who took it from, uh, maybe the Navajo took it from the Apache. I don't know. They, they were left, and God forbid, if we can't hold it as a nation, if we don't have the, the internal fortitude, the guts, the, the military might, the individual desire to hold it, then it will be owned by somebody else someday. doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just called the way it is. My point is, the Native Americans that took care of themselves, those of you that took care of yourself, do well. Those of you that relied on government pensions lost some of your social security. Those of you that rely on social security realize it doesn't pay for your bills anymore. It's nice if it's a part of your retirement income, if it's a part of your lifestyle, but we have to take care of ourselves. And if you can't, you rely on your family. And if you have a yucky family, guess what? You rely on your, your church or your faith. And if you have a yucky church or faith or no church or faith, no church, no family, no self, then you know what? Then you rely on your city, county, state government. And if all of that fails you, then you rely on the federal government. You don't go straight to the federal government. And if you have family, guys, then you, oh, I don't want to pay for that. That's that. I don't want my grandmother, my mother, my aunt. I don't want to. No, 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 no. Let's, let's be clear. You have to. It's your, it's your obligation. You have to take care of each other. Because there's no way in the world that those people wouldn't have taken care of you. And you know what? So what if they wouldn't? You want to run around and be scared like the left wing always. Oh, what's the next fear? Now it's Donald Trump. Right? Every time you try. 96 indictments. So what? doesn't matter. They, it's all left-wing political operatives. You're telling me that when one uh, government in West Africa in Sierra Leone puts the other government leader in jail, that it's the right th corruption, right? Corruption and bribery, bribery, blackmail, embezzlement. That's the normal terms. You can say, oh, so-and-so arrested the opposition party. Great. Here's the six charges. You're like, oh my gosh, were you there? <laughs> nope. I can just tell you what it is. It's the same old thing. And now the world laughs at Joe Biden. It laughs. Did you see yesterday he couldn't even get off of a helicopter? I mean, it's kind of comical until you realize that he's wandering around in circles. The defense secretary is quietly, secretly in, in the hospital in ICU. Meaning it's not like, ooh, I have a broken toe. No, no, no. ICU. And he hides it from everybody. You're telling me that these old people, these elite, these left-wing people have your interest at heart?
and you're going to bypass yourself, bypass your immediate family, bypass the city, your church, your faith, whatever it is, your temple. You're going to bypass all those people so you can trust people who can't even get off of a helicopter and walk, walks in circles, honestly. Because, you know, the people that work for them aren't any better. In fact, they're probably a lot worse. Because you could wake up and tell Joe Biden he's king uh, of England. He would, he would say, okay, what do I say? The people that are with him, they're doing the uh-oh moments. I always think there's, look, that's how we live. We have hope. There's somebody in there that's going to make a change. There's somebody in the bank that's going to stop the robbery. There's somebody in Hitler's administration that's going to stop him. There's somebody, right? You always think there's somebody like, this has got to end. Somebody's got to do something. There's kids at the high school who think they're cats. You know that's still happening. So they have litter boxes in the girls' bathroom. And these girls don't talk because cats don't talk. And they act like cats. And they go into the bathroom. And the bathroom in a litter box. And you're sitting at home going, somebody's got to stop this. Somebody's got to hello. Look in the mirror. Right? My job is to help you with reliable retirement income. Maybe even just give you a second opinion. But God willing, if you can do something, maybe you're a behind the scenes person looking envelopes, stuffing envelopes. Maybe you're somebody who can get up and, and give a... Uh, a great speech. You're one of those orators that, that knew it since the, the seventh grade. Maybe you're a good writer. Maybe you're afraid of public speaking, but man, oh man, can you craft the English language in writing? What is your gift? Because somebody's going to do something. It's you. And surprise, sometimes courage means you lose. Temporarily. I like to think if you're on the right side, you're going to win eventually, but there's no, no reason to believe that always works. But can you imagine for a minute what it would be like looking in the mirror and getting your social security and existing? Maybe you did okay. Maybe you did take care of yourself, but you stopped there. And you look in the mirror and you go, man, the school's a mess. Oh man, the city council, look at all the potholes and they still raise taxes. Do you have any understanding that when a Democrat is in political office, gas prices go up? And when a Republican is in office, gas prices go down. If you go three states away from California, and by the way, do you understand we have refineries in California? We pull the oil out of the ground in California. That means it, it it's pulled out of the ground, driven down the street, refined, which means they make plastics and, and all sorts of a carpet, whatever they, they do put it in other places, but they also make oil and gas. So they put it in your, in, in gas, put it in a, in a tank, right? Right. Those tankers, brave men and women driving those things down the highway. They don't even get the car warmed up it, and, and I'm at the gas station and then they, they put it in the gas tank underground. And then you come along eight minutes later and pump your gas. And that costs more money than shipping it three States away. Double, by the way, double. It's $2.30, $2.18, $2.19 in some places in, in Arizona and Utah. You, you understand this is 
not normal. It doesn't have to be this way. There is no environmental difference. It's not like, oh my gosh, our roads are beautiful. It's like butter. The roads are like butter. No, 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 they're not. Nuh-uh. Oh, but at least they're clean. No, there's weeds taller than you are on this side of the highway with trash everywhere. And by the way, there's always an argument or a fight. It's probably resolved today. Who owns those? Right? Some of them are owned by the county, some by the city, some by the state. So whoever's going to go out and do the workers and clean it, they stop at a particular place. Instead of having some integrity, some, some inter- and saying, listen, we are, we're going to clean up to this area because this is actually the county. The rest of that is the state, but they're never going to come clean it. Look at the size of those weeds. County, just keep cleaning it. You already rape and pillage every single resident in the state, in the county rather, with, with gas tax, with sales tax. You, you take all that. So, so just have the guys keep cleaning. Just, just go a little further. How about just make it nice? Send them the bill. Write it off on your taxes. But who's going to stand up and push for that? I don't know. Right? Three people, Dennis Prager says. That's it, three. The fighters, those that support the fighters, and those that do nothing. By, by and large, the, uh, the largest number is the ones that do nothing. You realize that. So if you don't stand up, you fall into the normal category. Look, one of the biggest uh, insults I could have ever received growing up was that I was average. Maybe not all of you are that way. That was me. Oh, yeah, average. Ooh, I never wanted to be average. Whatever the average was, I wanted to do much better. Well, the average person does, mm, sorry, I'm doing more. That's me. Maybe it's a personality you're born with. Maybe it's that first two years of life. I don't know. But if you're not that way, if you're not the person who stands up, then you know what? Go behind the scenes. Look stamps. Go out if people look stamps anymore, right? Look envelopes, maybe. Put signs in the ground. Be a good orator. Be a good writer. Something. We'll come back after the break. Talking about Social Security, making some changes. If you're going to be receiving a pension, how do you make sure you still have Social Security? Also, let me give you the phone number. 888-997-3847. retire When we come back, I'll tell you about the free police state movie coming up. AM870 The Answer. I'm Eric Halby. We'll be right back. Financial power, the total financial hour. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Eric Halliday, the Total Financial Hour. Short break, I like it. Get a chance to get back with you here. Let me give you some information. I, I started uh, towards the end of the last uh, half hour. I want you to write this down. If you'd like to come to the Police State movie, it's a free movie. We're paying for it. Uh, and, and I think we even have some snacks or something that we're giving away, but, you know, like popcorn and things. But. Very important you understand. It's going to be February 4th, 10 a.m. I need you to sign up ahead of time. 
here's why. If, if I have enough people, I have to get a second theater or a third theater, whatever it is. Um, if we don't have enough, right, I need to know that too. It looks like we're, we're filling up probably one theater right about now. Uh, and I have a room and slash a budget for one more. So if it's something you'd like to do, uh, please call, sign up. They will put you on the list. We'll let you know if you're in. Uh, and at the same time, we'll give you the details of, of where it's located. But it's Friday. Sorry, it's Saturday. It's Sunday. Sunday. Let me write that down. Sunday, 10 a.m., February 4th. February 4th, 10 a.m. Uh, in Glendale, in the Glendale area. Okay, we'll get you the rest of the details if you give us a call at 888-997-3847. If you'd like to meet with me, maybe get a second opinion or have us help you with your financial life. If you're tired of paying fees, losing money, that's what we do. It's a big part of our life. We just chose to be an expert in a field, in an area that very few people wanted to be a part of. Lots of reasons why. One, it's just not sexy, believe it or not. It's just not a thing. Buy, sell, buy, sell. Are we doing this? You guys know it. And usually it's the wives <laughs> that will quietly say it, sometimes in front of you. And they'll say, listen, my husband is a trader. He's been uh, not a trader with a T, but a D. D is in David, right? He's a trader, investor, back and forth, buying, selling stock. Tra- and you know what? He just seems to just tread water, sometimes even loses money. So in the end, I think you need to understand that you can be great at a lot of things, but you're only going to be an expert at one thing. You're only going to be good at the things that you give your time with. Sometimes you have talents. You could be great at something that you spend a little bit more time with. But really, in the end, the end of the story, you're going to be great, but at very, very few things. So I want you to keep that in mind. The objective is for you to have an understanding how you and your family can reach out, how you can create wealth. First, we're going to start with income, right? That's the most important thing. And then we'll create wealth off of that. All right, I want to touch base on a couple of things. It all comes from income. For a lot of you, you know, I used to give this when I would speak out in public, I would give this as an example. Uh, how many of you would want a million dollars in cash right now or 10000 a month for the rest of your life? And some of you would say a million dollars in cash. Some of you would say 10000 Most of Most people actually say $10,000 a month for the rest of their life. Here's the difference. If you're somebody that says, I want $10,000 a month the rest of your life, you're probably a good fit for me. Perfect fit. I can help you because income is more important than asset. But if you're somebody who says, man, if you give me a million, I'll have it turned into 2 million by the weekend, right? That was me in my 20s, right? Inexperienced, thought I was experienced. Not real clear on stock trading and investing like most people, right? Because I, I started when I was young. I started when I was 18, right? By the time I was 22, I thought I was an expert. I got hurt when I was 27, 28, got, got scammed, and they stole all my money. By the time I was 32, I was retired from the police department and lost most of my money. Because not one scam, but three. Why? Because I told you I knew everything. Well, two things. One, you don't. There's always somebody smarter than you. And three, I was injured. I was in and out of the hospital, multiple surgeries. So, 20, however many years ago, I went back to school, said, I got to figure this out. And doing so for for the next couple of years or so figured it out and fast forward today it's nearly 28 years ago right so that's important you understand that that I've been there you see my goal was to never I can't wait to be rich to buy that fancy red car or or the house on the hill that wasn't my my objective my objective is that I hated 
being broke. Right? Different. Different motivation. It's not that one is right or wrong. My motivation wasn't to buy stuff. It was to make sure I never went hungry or my, my mom never went hungry. You see, one of the most admirable people in my life are my parents. You guys know that if you've heard me speak. More than 10 minutes, you've heard me say it. And it's this. It's very simple, actually. It's because of the sacrifices they did for so many other people. You see, so many of you will make sacrifices, but really in the end of the story, you still take care of yourself first. That's not how we were raised. There were nights that, or, or yeah, nights that mom would be at the stove and there'd be eight or nine or 10 kids and a couple of other strangers, my dad's family from Lebanon, sitting at the table, not speaking any English. And my mom would be at the stove and just sometimes she just wasn't hungry. I don't know if you've ever, just, just, huh. Anybody want any seconds? Yeah, yeah, sorry, okay, that's it, we run out. Come on, mom, you can eat? No, I'm not hungry tonight. You see, you don't notice that when you're young, but you do when you get a little older. When you think back and you go, oh, sometimes mom and dad took care of us first. I mean, don't get me wrong. They didn't run around, you know, bro. My dad was an extremely resourceful person. Extremely resourceful. That's how he did it. That's how he brought 43 members of his family, raised four kids, nobody in trouble, grandkids, great, great family. Mom and dad figured that. But the point is, what is your motivating factor? Forget me. What is your motivating factor? To make a difference? To buy more stuff? To retire with the house on the hill? To get to get fat and lazy sitting on the couch watching more reruns of Jerry Springer? I don't, I don't know. What is your motivating factor? If it isn't powerful enough, you better figure it out. Because as much as we want to call you know, all the shaming and all the other crazy words that we use. Don't put them down. Don't make them feel bad. Feel bad. Don't feel bad. Um, sometimes you're just doing something wrong. Sometimes you know it's not healthy to smoke. It isn't me. It's not made up. Right? I remember being in fourth, I think it was fourth grade, and they brought this mechanical kind of dummy, this thing on, a, on wheels into our classroom and it was clear and they had cotton in its lungs and they lit a cigarette in the classroom. Can you imagine today lighting a cigarette in the classroom? They lit a cigarette in the classroom and the nurse, it was a kind of a, an outside person comes and she pumps this thing and it inhales the cigarette smoke. And you can see the cigarette. I was used to this. Both my parents smoked, but you saw it go into this little dummy into the cotton and however they had it circulate through. But you saw within just two or three cigarettes, because they actually did a couple of them, that the cotton was turning brown and said, oh, it's not healthy. You can't run as fast. You can't, the things that matter to fourth or fifth graders, you can't run as fast. You can't be as, you're not going to be as sharp, whatever. And this is what happens to your lungs. So my point is in the seventies, we knew this was bad, but if you started smoking in the forties or fifties, they had TV commercials with doctors in white coats. More doctors prefer camels. Remember that? So it's understandable if you started smoking in the 40s or 50s that you didn't understand the harm. So maybe some doctors did, some people, but it was very, very small. But today, everybody knows, right? So if you're doing something that is not healthy, 
eating a bag of chips or popcorn. I can get stuck in that world, especially on a football game. Give me some guacamole. Chi- I can be. Uh, I can. I can make sure that goes away quickly. You have to know to yourself. Well, guess what? Spending money on junk, not saving your money, same thing. You know when it's not right. I just want you to have a bit more discipline in 2024. This is going to be a crazy year. Now, the only caveat I have is everybody is saying it's going to be a crazy year. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's saying it. And usually when that happens, sometimes it doesn't come out to fruition, right? It doesn't, it doesn't manifest itself in reality. Why? Because everybody's saying it, everybody's preparing it, and the mechanisms in society that would allow it to actually happen have been muted so much, they're just not really even going to happen. So, so that could be the case. Absolutely could be the case. But I think the bad guys, the Antifa, the Biden wing of the, of the party, the Obama wing of the party, I think they're out there. You understand that? I think they're terrorists. We know that they're terrorists. I think they need to be branded as such. They burned down cities in Portland and Seattle and all across the country. Remember that? All across the country. The Occupy movement. Don't forget that. Right? The movement that went along and did the Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Of course, the individual Black Lives Matters. What a what a jerk that would say otherwise. But the organization? <sighs> Rewind 30 minutes. And what did I say was the corrupt part of the federal government? The NGOs, non-governmental organizations, where, the, where your taxpayer dollars went to go give, guess what? That's right, BLM people, lots of money, who bought houses and cars and trips and dolled up themselves in all sorts of ways. And didn't give anything to help black people. In fact, President Trump probably gave, uh, probably gave as much money, maybe more, to black universities. Because you understand, he never took a, a dollar. I think that's all he took was a dollar as president. He donated his, quote, half a million dollars approximately salary per year to different organizations. And I think he did it quarterly, if I remember right. And the black, uh, the, the historic black colleges, I think they call them HBCs, historically black colleges or HBUs, universities, were one of the recipients, at least once, maybe other times, of his own personal money. Ask Biden, who's worth millions, if he accepts the check, if he keeps, yes, he does. He's worth tens of millions as a senator. You're, you're telling me that he, what? Oh, oh, he got lucky. Yeah. So you understand Black Lives Matter. Th- these people are, are, look, they're just corrupt. I mean, I, I don't know how to tell it any other way. Will they instigate problems? Probably. Probably. So you protect your family. You protect your, you practice. If you have a firearm, you practice loading and reloading. If you have uh, pepper spray, you, you practice getting it out of your, your, uh, purse or pocket, whatever it is. If if you are driving it in a defensive manner, right? You saw what happened with Ian Ziering, 90210 actor. 
I bet you they're not going to show that much on the news anymore. They should. They should show it every night. Driving in Los Angeles gets into a road rage thing and a bunch of bikers, right? Remember, they keep their helmets on like football players, right? You don't take your helmet off. Just like police officers. When we were motor officers, right? Motorcycle police officers, they didn't go in riots and take their helmets off, quote, to be fair. <laughs> they kept them on. Like, what are we, stupid? So what do these people do? These bike, motorcycle riders, I don't know the details what started it. All I know is they grabbed him and they beat the daylights out of him. Grabbed him, he's out of his car, dragging him through, pulling on him, kicking him, punching him. One was a little woman, because you could tell. She was at least a lot shorter than the other guys. She's wailing on him. Welcome to Los Angeles. You have to practice. What are you going to do if you encounter a group of these people? Do you have the courage to drive around, back up? God forbid, but drive through. I don't mean just protests blocking the street and, and doing their thing and, and police coming and clearing. I mean bad guys that are going to come and try to pull you out of the car. They start hitting your car or breaking the window. You have to protect your family. Do you have the wherewithal? And they're not going to just stay downtown. You understand there's power in going to the sub uh, subdivisions, right? The urban part. Why? Because that's how they scare you. That's what terrorists do. If terrorists said, oh, we're only going to bomb in these three square miles. People avoid those three square miles. There's no terror. There's no fear. There's no, uh-oh, what's next? But the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter, those guys, oh, yeah, they, they understand. They go to the suburban America. Why do you think the uh, song, Not in My Hometown, Not in a Small Town, why? Remember that was at, uh, was it Trace Atkins? Jason Aldean, I think. Jason Aldean. All right, why do you think that song resonated and hurt so many feelings. That is just rude. That is just disrespect. It doesn't help. Remember? It doesn't help the conversation. I'll tell you what. Throw those clowns in jail because we know who they are. We have facial recognition. We have fingerprints. Start a January 6th gulag for those people. And I think you'll see some changes. Because most of them are middle class white kids, just so you know. It's not this. Uh, because look. Ready for this? When I was in the riots, in the Westwood riots in 19, uh, 1991, April, March, April, April, May, May, June, summer of 91, UCLA Mardi Gras, and I'm a Los Angeles police officer. I, I get there. I, I was there maybe a week, right? I transferred in from, foot, from uh, Van Nuys, Foothill, Foothill to, to uh, West LA. I'm there maybe a week or two. And suddenly I have a helmet on. Never had to wear it in, in real life before because there weren't those kind of riots in the valley. And sure enough, we're at Westwood in skirmish lines, right? They call them stormtrooper type stuff with our big helmets and our, and our billy clubs. We call them an ad knock or PR 24. And here we are doing skirmish lines and all of these black kids rioting. And I, I didn't see anybody except that. None of them wore masks. They didn't care. They didn't. They didn't care. They came out of UCLA Mardi Gras. They came out of um, Boys in the Hood movie. There was a movie premiere. Boy, they came out rioted, crashed into things. We had other riots where they drove cars into the warehouse records. Right. We were told don't do anything. Don't do anything. Oh, imagine that. A year later, guess what? Rodney King riots. When people don't think. 
you're going to do anything, they escalate until you do do something. You see, Washington isn't any different. Sacramento isn't any different. They just gave health insurance 700,000 people. And you know it's more than that because they always lie. It's part of what they do. Health insurance. Do doctors work for free? Just, I just want to double check that. No, how about nurses? They've got to work for free. Nurses work for free. None, oh, oh, wait. Medical assistants, um, front desk people. Wait, no, wait, nobody works for free? So somehow we're going to have to pay those people, and I'm sure the electric bill is not going to be cheap, right? Because it's L.A., it's Southern California, it's Cal- California, electricity, right? Energy, energy, it's about energy. So you're telling me we have to pay for the electricity, the lease, the property taxes. The landlord has to make a profit because he or she put their life savings into this thing. Doctors want to get paid. Nurses and doctors at least both have student loans. Maybe even the pharmacy tech, the phlebotomist. We have to pay all of those people? And you think you want free health care? Who do you think is going to pay them? We need free education. Teachers are going to work for free? Oh, that's it. Teachers work for free. Oh, oh, wait, they don't. They want more money. So there's no such thing as free education or free health care. So we're going to give illegal aliens free education, free health care. All it means is F is the bad word. Remember free and fair. Those are the F words. Free and fair, the F words. Don't say those in the house. Doesn't make sense. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. It's very simple. We're giving illegal immigrants health insurance that you're paying for. Why don't they say that? The state is paying for it. The state isn't paying for it. The state doesn't make a living. They barely pay when they charge overcharge me to go into a, a state park. Uh, you know, you have Smokey the Bear with those little hats and they're sitting there and they say, oh, you have to pay to get into the state park. I, go, I thought that's what the heck all my taxes were for. Didn't you tell me I had to pay that to get to, to go to the beach and to, it's going to preserve our resources and and now I have to pay again? Okay, so then I go to work and I pay Smokey the Bear person who stands there and, and, and all they do is just charge. I, I don't know. They're just like cashiers. Thanks. Love you. I mean, great people probably. But what the heck am I paying for? I don't know. You told me that part of my taxes were to keep the environment and, and, and keep a California green. Okay, I get it. But then... When I go to a hospital and I've been paying health insurance all this time and now, okay, who's paying for the illegals again? Again, good human beings, God-fearing people. I get it. You want to pay for them. I will applaud you. You can take your own money. I take my own money, my wife and I. Right? It's not about me bragging. I do this. So don't tell me anything. Some of you are like, oh, you're so insensitive. Listen, I spend my own money. Do you? Oh, I do it in taxes. Well, then you're corrupt. I spend my own money so that other people can take care of themselves healthcare-wise. Most of them I don't even know, just so you know. But I get to decide because me and my wife, I, we, worked for it. You want to feel bad. Oh, but there are people. Got it. Yes, they are. Go back to your home. Finish the paperwork legally. I, I don't make the rules. 
Vote for different people in Congress. They already want them to vote. Do you understand it's the Democrat Party's job because their ideas are not winning? So when their ideas don't win, when the, when the screen has been pulled back and the curtain, and you go, aha, you guys are corrupt. All of the big businesses are Democrat now. All of the big businesses are pro-big government. All of the Democrats are big government. And people said, I don't like that. I, I, I don't like the way California or Illinois is going. I don't like the way New York City, you can't walk on the streets. I'll tell you what, instead of San Francisco-ing the country, I'm going to vote either independent or conservative. So what do they need? They need people that they can bribe. Benefits. Benefits. Give me my benefits. Give me my education. Give me my free this, free health care, free legal Husband, wife, two kids in the state of California. Husband, wife, two kids in the state of California. Illegal or not. Almost always illegal, by the way. Still good people. Got it. And you know they don't usually have two children if they understand that they get paid more for having three, four, five kids. So I give you my kids. You give me your kids. Husband, wife, two kids. $78,000 a year. Seven, eight. That's a lot of it's more money than most of you make in retirement. $78,000 a year from where? From me and you and others that go to work. I love oh they they work Arif. they work who do you think's going to pick the lettuce? Mow the lawn. Who do you think's going to Listen, let's pay them well. We have enough money in the system. We could pay Listen, you could do guest worker programs. I'm not against guest worker programs. Right, I'm responsible. I hire. I have a small company, a manufacturing company. Let's say you can pick the city; it doesn't matter. And I say, okay, I need three people that are specialized to do this job. There's an organization like an employment agency in the home country. They do this in the Middle East, all over the place: Bangladesh, Sri Lanka. The owner of the company is responsible. I, the 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 person, my uncle did this. God rest his soul. When he was alive, he hired a nanny and a, and a housekeeper. So he went to an employment agency in Beirut and they said, we have a sister agency in, I think it was Bangladesh or Sri Lanka, one of those places, Indonesia, something. And so what did he do? He said, okay, I have to have an open-ended round trip ticket. Passport is held by that agency. And I have to show that I can provide health care, health insurance, uniforms, and I can afford to pay her. And she would work, I think, for a year and then go home for six months and come back for a year, go home for six. She did that a couple of times. Why? Because she was saving money to build a house. I know. I met her. I talked to her. So you can do guest worker programs where the responsibility is the business. I don't know today. Maybe it's too late. But companies have hired people and, and finished. They've been paid well and they go back where they come from. Saudi Arabia does this. Just a couple countries that I know. I'm sure many, many countries do it. You could do a guest worker program. We need people to for the farm uh, harvest between you know, June and, and September. Got it. Go back. Now you're a migrant. Now you're not, a, not an immigrant. You're a migrant. Don't let them change the English language on you because that's how they win. It's an illegal immigrant. Good people. Illegal immigrant. Keep using that word so that they know they're not winning. And fight. Have courage somewhere. Stay with me after the break. Your emails. Erif Hallaby, that's me. 
Triple Eight Ninety Nine Retire. Always a fun show when I get a little wild up. Stay with me after the break. On AM eight seventy, the answer eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. We'll be right back. Security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Arab Halaby, the total financial hour. All right, grab this phone number, 888 997 3847, if you'd like to come and here, uh, watch Police State Movie. I think it's wise to build it up, to give you information, to inform you. You know, one of the things I did recently is I I had a conversation uh, with kind of a, a pretty left-wing person, but based on the relationship, they were cordial enough to listen, right? In other words, sometimes the relationship is such that, uh, and it's, it wasn't this, but it's like an employee-employer, right? You don't want to upset your boss, so you just sit there and smile. It wasn't that relationship, but it was another one that where, where they sit there and they just listen. And I'll tell you what, when you use real facts, you have a chance, not 100%, and most of them have, have gone over the waterfall, but with some of them, you have a chance. For example, when you say things like there are more trees in the United States today than when Columbus discovered America, they go, oh, no, 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 deforestation. We, we ripped the planet. Go, But, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Um, the trees don't care if they're old or if they're new. It's, it's a volume thing, right? Now, you can tell me a tall tree is equal to 10 small trees. I'm okay with that. I, I would say, yeah, you're probably right. So if we chop down one tall tree, we have to plant 10 small trees and wait five years, eight years, 10 years before those 10 small trees can filter the same amount of oxygen. I get it. But then the algae in the ocean is the, is the thing that brings in most of the cleaning of the, of the, so, oh, so now it's about the ocean. Now they turn around, save the whales. Oh, you can't save the whales. Why? Well, because the windmills that they want to save the planet with are killing whales with the high frequency. Do you see my point? If you're about saving the planet, then you use nuclear. Why? Because something the size of a soccer ball can power an entire city for 20, 25 years. And we already have the system in place to bury it, to monitor it, to have backup plans. Not landfills full of solar panels where the government, the utility has convinced you to turn your own home into a power plant that you pay for, that you pay, you install, that you maintain, that you clean. And they get the power. Do you not see how silly that is? Oh, Eric, but I get my electricity for free. Not anymore. They just lowered the buyback. So they used to give you, well, I don't know what the number is. Let's just say 20 cents a kilowatt. Now they give you five. So they don't even give you, a, they still get the same energy, by the way. That same kilowatt is a kilowatt is a kilowatt. They still get it back. They just pay you less for it. And you're the one maintaining the power plant. You don't receive a pension. DWP gets the pension. Southern California Edison gets the pension. You not see something is wrong with that story? Oh, Eric, you know, you hate solar. I'm evil. Listen, you're not evil. 
You made an economic choice. You took the money. Some people do. I'm just telling you it's a moral issue for me. Yes, I pay more money than at, at gas than than an electric vehicle at home. But but look, gas still powers the the grid. Diesel, coal still powers the electric grid. But one day, well, I'll tell you what, then one day I'll buy the car. Right now you can't even drive. What was it? Somebody, a, a, a Fox News guy drove from Chicago to New York. It took him 16 hours to go 800 miles. That's that's 20 miles an hour. Do you realize a horse and buggy can can go about the same rate? Pony Express did better numbers than that. Did you know that? Honestly, the Pony Express went faster. Right, Pony Express. They had stations. And a guy carrying the mail rode fast, 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 boom, 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 boom. dodge Indian bullets uh, and, and arrows uh, up, down, side, get off that horse. They had a fresh horse that was watered and fed. Get on him. Ride, 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 ride. Meanwhile, they took care of and maintained and fed and let, them, let that horse relax. And they did this like a, like a hop, skip, and a jump, right? What do they call it? Hopscotch, leapfrog. That's the word I was thinking about. And the Pony Express averaged the same miles in the, in the same 16 hours just about as the electric tesla oh but air if i had air conditioning well the guy was going pretty fast is when the hair was probably blowing in the wind did you see what i'm saying it, it's ridiculous it's craziness then you go but air if my electric bill has gone down okay good then you worry about you Right? Then you're not going to be part of the solution. You'll be part of the problem. It's okay. You're not a bad human being. You just have made different choices. People do. You always have to look out what's best for you and your family first. You just do, believe it or not. The second is your community, maybe. right? Whether that's your church or your charity. But if you don't put your mask on first on a plane that had its door blown off, <laughs> Alaska Airlines... For example, I mean, that doesn't really happen, right? <laughs> then the masks drop. You put yours on first before, before you put on a senior citizen or a disabled or a child because otherwise you're, you're useless to them. So please take care of yourself first. All right. Hey, I want to read you this email. It came in from a client. Pretty important because this is about, well, some of you may, have, may actually have the same thing. All right, here it is. A little long, so stay with me, okay? Dear Arif, I worked at my company for 38 years. I am 71 years old and I just retired. When I started there, I was offered stock options instead of a much higher salary. I took the stock options. Although I had a young family, I believed in what they produced and what they were offering. So I chose the stock options, but as I rose up in the ranks of the company, I made more money. However, I continued to opt for more and more stock options whenever I had a chance. That allowed me to retire at age 70 with $10 million in company stock. And that's after taxes were paid. I also have about $2 million in my 401k plan that, from that company. My wife have never worked outside of the house while she was raising our children and caring for our home, so she is only entitled to half of my Social Security. She is 68 years old. Because I started Social Security at 70 years old, which is my maximum age, she also started her portion, which is about half of mine. So my Social Security check is $4,200 a month, 
and my wife receives $2,000 a month. Our home is paid off, and we do not plan on moving outside of California. Our monthly need right now is $12,000 a month. We have a fourplex rental that is paid off as well, and it brings in, after taxes and expenses, about $4,800 a month. Our goal is to leave money to our children and for me to ensure that my wife has enough money to live on if I pass away first. Okay, guys, so let's take a look at his email and see some of the concerns that he has. First of all, he wants to make sure he leaves money to his kids. I want to tell you straight up, the best thing to leave to your children is real estate and life insurance, not your retirement account. Your retirement account, the best thing is for your spouse. Now, after she passes or you pass, right, whoever it is that that is the second one to die, whatever's left will go to the kids. But just realize about half will go to the government, right? Now, if it's the only thing you have to, to give to your children, if that's a big deal to you, but it's the only thing is your retirement account, then it's the only thing. We deal in reality here. So, but if you have a choice and you say, wow, I have a retirement account or I'm going to put my child on my house, that is a no answer. Do not put your child on your home. Well, I added my child to, to the quit claim deed, so it's, it's him and myself. No. Undo that mess as soon as you can. Before you do any of that, you check with an attorney and a CPA. And if they tell you, if any of them tell you that it was a good idea to add your son or your daughter to the house, call me. I'll get you another attorney. Because there's almost, almost never, like 99 point whatever, 99%, never it's a good idea. Okay, there's lots of reasons for it I won't get into now. I want them to inherit it. Otherwise, the taxes they have to pay on that are enormous. All right, so don't do that. All right, so that was his goal was to leave money to his kids. I wanted to skip ahead to that. It's real estate and life insurance. All right, so his stock options, what does that mean? A lot of people hear that. They don't understand it. Stock options says, look, today our stock price is $8 a share. If you work here and you help the company get the value of this piece of the company called a stock share, if you can get that up to somewhere in the neighborhood, let's just call it $10 a share, then what we will do is we will give you a whole bunch of money. We're going to give you a thousand shares, but at $10 a share. Now, if you have to buy it at $10 a share, and it's worth eight because you didn't grow the company, well, then you're not going to make any money. It's a dumb dumb business decision, right? You wouldn't do it. So stock options is kind of a carrot down the road. It's a way to say, no, 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 grow the company over here. Stay with us. Let's work hard together. Let's build this company up. So the stock option price can usually be a little higher. Now, they can make it lower. There's all sorts of things that you can do. I don't get into the, this is not a stock options class. But just understand when you understand when you hear that all the time, what it actually means. It means that you have the right to buy the stock at a particular price. So let's say the stock price goes up to $25 a share. Well, he has the right to buy it at $10 a share and immediately turn around and sell it for 25. Now he has to pay taxes on some of that money, etc. But it's a way to generate a lot of money. It's a way to encourage people to work with you, to stay with you for years and years to come, especially higher level executives. 
right? A lot of our middle class and lower middle class clients, you guys put money in your 401k, you get a match, and then you take it out. You borrow it, you take it out. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Well, Arif, this happens a lot with our Hispanic clients. Arif, I don't plan on staying here. I'm buying, I'm building a house down in Rosarito, building a house in Chihuahua. I said, yeah, but you've been here 27 years. You work at this company. They have a, a great, doesn't matter. My brother is, is staying there. My sister-in-law is living there. I'm trying to build a house. But this is a retirement income. Doesn't matter. So they don't understand the value. A lot of workers, middle class, lower middle income workers, they borrow money, take money out of their 401k all day long. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't benefit from a stock option. One, because nobody's taken the time to teach them. And two, they didn't take the time to learn because today you can learn on your own. So it's really, generally speaking, the higher level executives, mid-level executives, higher level executives to encourage them to stay with the company for a long time, uh, years to come. All right. Here's another thing I want you to think about. When you're planning in case one of you passes away, you guys remember you lose the lower of the two social security checks. So if he dies, she loses the $2,000 a month and receives 4200 a month. You see, that's very important. You understand that because that's an immediate loss of $2,000 a month. So we, not just have, we don't just have to make up some of that money. We have to really make up a huge portion. So next, I might say, well, look, you have some money saved in your checking and savings. I didn't mention that in this uh, abbreviation of his email, but they have some money saved. Let's go and buy, oh, I don't know, 200000 Let's take $200,000 and buy a, a life insurance policy. Single time, one one payment. What does it get him? Well, it'll probably get some 300 maybe even 350 depending on his health, tax-free to his wife, tax-free to the kids, whoever the beneficiary is. So you get about one and a half times what you put in to some depending on the type of life insurance. These are cash value plans. When you're young, I want you to buy term insurance. Most of the time, if you're looking at a death benefit, you need to cover a large chunk of money, pay off a house, pay for your children's college, term insurance, and buy the longest possible. The most you can afford, but the first thing, go for 20 or 25 or 30 years. Whatever you can afford, you go to the longest possible and then you buy as much insurance. I don't want you to say, I'm going to buy $500,000 for 10 years. I'd prefer you buy 300000 for 30 years if the cost is the same, for example. Why is that? Because 30 years is a lot longer of a guarantee. The company will guarantee it for that entire time. Well, that's not what we're talking about here. The cost for term insurance when you're older is just astronomical. It's difficult. So he needs a cash value type plan. All right, here's the other part. And the drawback, by the way, listen, that means he gets to access the money for long-term care because you can use life insurance while you're alive to help with some of your long-term care expenses. If there's a cash value, you can take the money out and live on the money. It's all tax-free. What's the drawback? Well, you're going to pay the cost of insurance. That means there still are fees inside of the plan because you have to pay for the insurance part of the insurance. Okay, so it's not a, it's not a free lunch, You're gonna, but you just have to do the math. Does it make sense or does it not make sense? All right, here's some of the other things I want you to do. We're going to roll over your IRA. Now, what I would do is roll over about $1.3 million 
It's a lot of money, guys. Woof. Great job. You saved. What would I do with the other 700000 Well, in a couple of years, you're going to have to do something called a required minimum distribution. So I would allow that $1.3 million. I'd put it into an account that, that receives a bonus. We have bonus accounts from 10 to 40%, depending on what you're going to do with it and what the purpose of the money is, et cetera. So you can get a 10% matching. You put in a million, they put in 100000 You put in one3 and it's 20% bonus. Somebody gives you 260000 Yeah, what's the catch? Well, you have to leave it in for a period of time. You have some limitations on how much you can withdraw per year. Sometimes it's 10%, sometimes it's less, but usually it's right around 10. So there's some limitations, drawbacks, and maybe some costs with the life insurance, not with the, with the rollover your IRA. Generally speaking, I don't like costs or fees on retirement accounts. I mean, I have to get something for it if I'm paying for it. But here's the trade-off. Ready for this? It makes a big difference. You have to do the required minimum distribution. And that required minimum distribution that has to happen when you turn 73 years old, well, we're going to take that from the smaller account. Right? So we don't touch the big account. The big account, the 1.3, which is growing, all the bonuses, it's growing, it's growing. It has a job to do. It's to be there in case you pass early. It's to make sure your wife can make up the difference in Social Security. It's to make sure that she has enough money to pay the bills and the property taxes. Because I promise you this, on both of those properties, property taxes are going to go up not a little, but a lot. Those of you that think you have Prop 13, and that's going to guarantee your, quote, property taxes, you're crazy. It's not going to happen. They're going to call it something like a use fee or an administration fee or a property valuation. I mean, some crazy corny thing. And because it's one of the people that the governor appoints, it, there's no accountability to you, the voter. So it's not like you can say, well, that's a bummer. That's a yucky idea. I'm not going to do that. Let's vote that clown out of office. No, no, no. It's so far removed from the governor. He goes, what? Hmm? Who? Me? How'd that happen? And because the Republicans have zero representation in the state, right? You understand the Republican Party in the state of California is dead. Not on life support, not trying to be revived, not struggling with a sprained ankle. No, no, no. It's dead. Worthless. Zero. Don't give any money to them. Oh, Arif, don't you say to fight? I do. But fight a fight you can win. That's your school board. City council. Listen, I, I, I have friends in the state Republican deal, man. They're not happy when I tell you this. But when I sit down privately and I look at the numbers, I'm like, it's, it's a waste. Why would I give money to so that you can pay somebody 180000 a year? You can pay a consultant $100,000 to tell you uh, you're going to lose by 10 points instead of 15. Lucky me. Well, wh why would you do that? The consultants in the state of California, the Republican consultants, are making a lot of money. Don't waste your money. Give it to some place that you have a chance to win. School board, city council, water board. Do you follow me? District attorney races, right? You've heard me talk about Deborah Archuleta. Listen, if we have a chance to save Los Angeles County via the justice system in the DA's office, I think she's our only hope, period. Period. Gascon will throw you out with the pigs because that's what he thinks of you. He's lost nearly half of his district attorneys. 
I think Deborah Archuleta w- would put all this back together again. But but that's me. You vote for who you think. You give money where you think. I'm telling you what I do and where I give. Yes, I give money to her. Yes, I do. Full disclosure. I have and I will. That's where you spend your time and your money. Don't give anything to the state Republican parties. They're not going to give you anything. Nobody has a chance for governor. It's corrupt. It's fraud. Oh, Eric, what about watch 2,000 mules? Have you not seen it? Spend your four ninety nine or whatever they charge you on Prime that's supposed to be free but not free anymore. Right, Amazon Prime. I'm really frustrated with them. Every time I turn around, I got to watch these stupid videos, you know, advertisements that I don't want to watch. Or, or they, oh, you could do this for three ninety nine seven. Why am I watching Prime anymore? Right, I paid for this. Go pay for it. Go pay for two thousand mules. I don't know where you got to find it. Go on Rumble. Forget YouTube. Go on Rumble. Start supporting institutions that don't hate you. Support institutions that at least respect you. They don't have to be in love with you, but they will respect you. Respect you have a different opinion. Respect you want to spend your money somewhere else. Right? I I choose Old Glory Bank. Listen, you're crazy if you don't have an account there. And by the way, small business owners, consider moving your small business account there. Right. Uh, Listen, I have my money there. I was one of the founding members. Why? Because I did my research. I think you have to understand there are companies, organizations, the B of A's, the Chase's, the Wells Fargo. They hate you. Hate you. No, no, no. Oh, they just don't like me. No, no, no. Don't like and hate. They hate you, disrespect you, and they think you are nuts, crazy, dumb. I mean, fill in the words, right, that, that you can use on radio. They're not a fan of you. They don't like you. So my point is, start spending your money where it goes. All right, with this gentleman, you're going to spend a lot of money on taxes, sir, because the fourplex is going to be taxed through the roof. So I have to build a plan where I have a secondary place to give you income. And that's why I would use the $1.3 million, because it has a backup plan for much higher income. If I can get that up to $2 million, eh, we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of about 100000 a year. Right? So now you're 73 years old. God willing, we get it up to close to $2 million with the bonus, et cetera. Maybe you're going to be 74, 5, 6. We're, we're, we're pulling money from your required minimum distribution from that other account. Your wife is now 71, 2, 3. Boom, we start income. God forbid you pass. She's taken care of forever. And when both of you pass, if there's still money in this account, right, you're not living to age 90 or 105 or whatever, and there's still money in the account, great, then it goes to the kids. What I don't want you to do is to think that you're in a position to where all of this money goes away. Because that's not what happens with annuities. Let's be clear on this. Don't listen to those people. Oh, Eric, if I have, I was told that... It, that if I die, it the, the money goes away. Does not. Not true. Whoever tells you that is either ignorant or dishonest. Both cases, you probably don't want to work with them. I don't mind. Listen, I have spent many a time, many, 
educating people. I can tell you it was one of the big three. I won't tell you which one. You know, the Allstate Farmers, uh, State Farm. It was one of those three. And I remember this guy had no clue that certain life insurance policy, licensed just like me, no clue that certain life insurance policies existed the way they did. I ended up hiring him a few years later. <laughs> he came to me and said, hey, Eric, uh, you got a place to, that I could work? Why? What happened? He goes, well, they wouldn't let me sell what you were telling me was good for the client. I go, what? What? Oh, yeah. I said, well, that's come and work for us. You see, the big companies, their job is not the same. It's not to make you wealthy. It's not to take care of you. Their job is to fee it. Like the big company's job is just to accumulate assets. Accumulate, accumulate. Yeah, but what are you going to do for it? Doesn't matter. Accumulate, accumulate. But what if I lose money? Accumulate, accumulate. Why do you think the longer you're with them or the lower your balance, right? Maybe the guy started when you were young and when he was young, rather, he was $100,000. Now it's worth 300000 You did good, but he's now super experienced and high up in the food chain of the company, right? Vice president. Remember, everybody's a vice president. Vice president of whatever, right? Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Moore, everybody. Everybody is a uh, vice president. Right? So be careful. If they do the job for you, if you spend money and you make money, I'm, I'm all in. I'm not against paying a fee. I'm against paying a fee and wasting my money, charging me a fee for something I didn't get. That, that's kind of crummy. All right, we're going to come back in, in just a minute after the break. I want you to understand something. I do not support, and maybe I'm going to get in trouble for this. I don't know. I do not support Pfizer's vaccine that runs on our commercials. All right, this might not be good news. For them, but it has nothing to do with me. I don't decide. It comes from National. National buys these commercials, and Pfizer is throwing around money to the NFL. They throw around money to Kelsey, so he wears a little silly Band-Aid. I think what they did is evil. Maybe they're not evil, but what they did was evil. So, anyway, some of you who are sending me messages, uh, I get it. I'm not a fan of them. So I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it. All right, stay with me after the break. Another email. This is interesting. Somebody leaving California. I need you to listen to this one because it could be you when we come back. I'm Eric Hallaby, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. I'll be right back. Financial power, the total financial power. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arif Halaby. Learn about Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being with me. I'm Arif Halaby. Thanks for being a part of the show. Let me give you the number again, triple eight ninety nine retire. Uh, let me give you the email, of course. I haven't done that yet. Uh, my email is Arif, A-R-I-F, at TFSWealth.com. Arif, A-R-I-F, at TFSWealth.com. All right, why is that important? Because you're going to have a question 
comments. Sometimes you guys have great comments. Uh, sometimes I get threats and, and bad. Listen, I want to hear you. Be, be relatively polite. I, I mean, you don't have to be Mother Teresa, right? I get it. I want to hear what you're saying. Don't be rude or talk about my hairline or my waistline. I, those two things you can leave out. I'm doing my best on both. But do me a favor. I want to hear from you because your questions help help guide the show. They tell me what you're worried about. Tell me what you're thinking about. Some of you that come into the office, tell me what's going on. What matters to you? What the biggest issues are? These are important because part of what we're talking about is the relocation from California. They try to spin it in all sorts of ways. You know that, right? The left is trying all sorts of things. Oh, it's not as bad as it is. They count the illegals coming in and say, oh, only this many people left. No, no, no. You understand that we lose the people that create jobs, that have pensions, social security. The people that make money without a job, retirees, left the Northeast and went down to Florida. That's why Florida is doing so well, because they don't tax the income, because the people come spend money, but they don't take a job. Well, those same people are leaving California. They're going all over. right? They're not just going to your typical Texas and Florida. They're going to Tennessee, of course, Carolinas, Utah, Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, Wyoming. People are leaving California, going to all sorts of places. Why? Because it's such great weather? Of course not. Of course not. Family? No, not normally. You see, 27 and a half, 28 years ago when I started in this business, this is what would happen. Hi, Eric, we're retiring and we're moving back to Boston. Why? Oh, well, because that's where I grew up and my company relocated me to here 23 years ago. And now I'm going back to where my mom and my cousins and my sister. Oh, okay, got it. That was the reason people would leave. Not because they could sell their house for six times the value that they bought it for and then go buy two homes, cash, and have money left over to make the backyard look like a Las Vegas hotel. Or this is what I did in, in Arizona. I've seen it. Scottsdale, right? In the 5, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That's what you did. You left and you lived like a king somewhere else or a queen. But it's often because of family or you enjoyed golf. And so you went to a place where there was the weather and the golf courses were less money. Now, people aren't running to something. They're running from something. That's a very big difference. Running to something, your family, your old hometown, particular, uh, I like to rock climb, I like to fish, whatever it is. No, no, no. Now you're running from California, from California taxes, from the repressive COVID policies, from the ability or inability to raise your children the way you want to raise your children. Right? You're immediately branded a bigot if you don't want uh, a man dressed like a woman shaking their fanny in the face of your 10-year-old. Or you think it's preposterous to have young children in your junior high or high school and little girls act like cats and everybody just pretends there's no mental illness going on. I had a friend who was running a camp last summer and uh, as a camp counselor. And she said, uh, you know, a little girl comes up and says, hey, uh, uh, it was a girl's camp. They had tents and you know, cookouts and marshmallows. She come up and she says, I identify as a lizard, so I'm a lizard. So you have to treat me like a lizard. She said, okay. But you understand don't, uh, lizards don't live in the tents and they eat grass and bugs. 
So you're going to have to sleep outside and you don't get to eat with us or have marshmallows because lizards don't eat marshmallows. And she said, oh, well, I'll be a lizard uh, when I get back home. She said, okay. That was it. Did her mom have any courage? No, her mom said, you're a lizard. Dress like a lizard, act like a lizard. This is a true story, guys. When you allow mental illness, hi, I'm a woman. Look, you don't think a 15, 16-year-old hormone-raging young man, I was one. You don't think if you would have allowed me, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have Christ in my life. I didn't have a faith. I had morality and my parents were great with all that. But you don't think we would have tried some sort of a way to say, oh, today I'm a girl. I want to go into the girls' dressing room or locker rooms. You don't, you don't think that would happen? Are you kidding me? It's absolutely not possible for a 21-year-old college student to say, today I swim on the girls' team, so I want to change in the lockers and take showers with girls. What? That's impossible. That would never happen. I thought we cared about our young ladies. Don't we have domestic violence laws, right? When I was a policeman, the laws changed. It became a felony. I had to take you to jail. If your wife said... She, you pushed her, scratched her, even if she scratched herself or hit herself in the face or had a black eye because she tripped and fell on something else. Didn't matter how it happened. If she said it happened, our job was to protect the law's notary. Uh, uh, um, well, what's the right word? The law made it very clear. The woman was the weaker of the two. Not evil, not bad, not skinny, not stupid, weaker. Why? It said we had to take him to jail. Now, sometime later, the laws changed in the, in the uproar because I had a friend that was abused by his wife who was, you know, two thirds his size. But she knew nobody would believe that she was pounding on him. So they made it. They, they said, OK, now we take the girl to jail too. the woman. The woman hits the guy. The guy says she hit. We take them both to jail. But initially, the law understood and it still understands today. There's a, a preponderance of the evidence, that an assumption right off the beginning that the woman is the victim in the story. We need, what was it, Title IX, if I'm not mistaken, Title IX, Title Seven, Title IX, right? These things were designed to what? Protect women. Title IX, I think, was women's sports, college. The NBA doesn't exist without the WNBA. Why? Because the NBA said to the owners, you have to create a woman's team. They said, but nobody comes. Nobody watches it. Nobody pays. Nobody buys the $14 hot dogs. Nobody buys the beer. There's, there's 20% of the people in the stands. Doesn't matter. You're going to lose money. You have to pay these people's salary. You have to pay their, their flights and the, the trainers, the uniforms, the practice time. You have to pay for all that out of the NBA salary. Surprise, try to pay a ticket to go watch a professional NBA team. You realize that goes to pay for the WNBA because nobody goes to watch them. I don't mean they're bad people. I have a friend who's, whose daughter is a professional player. Arif, she only gets paid 225000 a year, not this $10 million. I said, it's because nobody watches her, Lee. Not a bad person, but nobody watches. Oh, Arif, you know, they're amazing players. Dude, no joke. They could kick my fanny in a minute. And nobody watches them. 
Nobody cares. People pay. People barely watch men's gymnastics in the Olympics, but man, women's gymnastics, everybody watches. It's incredible. So you try to force society to do things that they don't normally like, like stay in California. We're going to tax you if you leave. We're going to tax your pension for 10 years. Instead of the Democrats looking in the mirror and going, listen, we've controlled the state of California for over 15 years, top to bottom. Republicans are worthless in this state. Every law we pass is irrelevant to Republicans in this state, state legislature. There's nobody, even though there's more people in California that voted for President Trump than any other state. Did you know that? There's no state that had more people voting for President Trump than California. Except there wasn't enough because there were more people voting for Biden, at least according to their rules. Do you realize that? So when Roy and and Cindy write me and they say, Dear Arif, my wife and I heard that California is now giving illegal aliens free health insurance and free health care. My wife and I pay more than $2,000 a month for our health insurance, and that does not include a $5,000 per year deductible. We can't believe that 700,000 illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, never put money into the system, and yet they receive free health care. Because of this, and so many other reasons, we are leaving the state this summer. We are both in our early 50s and have established careers here in Southern California. Her company said they can transfer her to our new state, but I will have to find a new job. I work in the trades as a union electrician and make a good living in California. I don't think I'll have a problem finding a job in our new state. Uh, Do you know of the best way to transfer my retirement account and my wife's old 401k? What should we do with the money from the sale of our house? And should we buy a house right away? How do we move all of our things? Okay, here's a lot of questions. Let me tell you this. Ready for this? Number one is if she's going to stay with the company but relocate from one state to another, her retirement account, and she's not 59 and a half, we can't take the current retirement account. I can take the old one from her previous job, five years, 10 years ago, whenever she used to work at the old place. Even if it's in an IRA, yes, we can move it. We can make it safe. We can have it grow. We can turn it into like a mini pension. We can do all sorts of things with it. That's not a problem. But her current job, if she just relocates and transfers and stays within the same division or the same company, however it works, then she will end up with the same... um, She'll just keep the same 401k until you turn 59 and a half. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I want to jump right to something on the moving companies. Uh, You guys understand, I've told you the story. If you go back a few weeks, I told you the story about a friend of ours, an FBI agent moving across country and had, uh, as a retired FBI agent, meaning these people were not afraid. And they said, sorry, you have to pay us more money. Moving companies are the number one or number two scam. There's some good ones, of course scam when it comes to the real estate, relocating, moving, any kind of business. I mean, even more than the solar guys that call you, right? Or lie to you and cheat. Moving companies, for whatever reason, I have no idea. Maybe it's the people they hire because most of them are ex-cons. Guys on parole, maybe. I don't know. But they just end up getting folks that cheat, lie, and steal. 
So what do you do? Number one, I want you to sell everything or give it away minus the clothes that you like. Maybe you're going to a climate that's colder or warmer or hotter, whatever it is. So get rid of the other side of the, the coin, especially when, if you're going to be there in the summer. Then maybe you get rid of some of your winter clothes, if, if you have any, from California. So move some of your items in a van or a truck that you can drive. Maybe have a cousin or a friend drive your other car while you drive a moving truck. Your wife drives one car, you drive the other car. Right? Or, or a friend drives the other car or drives a big truck, whatever it is. But this way you get three vehicles, load them to the hilt of your precious possessions and pictures, whatever it is. But get rid of everything. Dishes, forks, knives. You can buy those on the other side for less money than it costs to haul them in a ten or $15,000 truck. I had a client recently quoted $22,000 to move, not even all the way across the country, about halfway. 22000 So we went through their stuff. <laughs> I looked online. I go, okay, you have an old TV. You have a TV that's like six years old. Let's look at what a new TV of the same kind of size. Okay, that was $900. Next. I'm like, you don't have stuff. You have furniture, old furniture. You want to move old furniture? Stained or, or worn out? For, why don't you just buy new furniture on the other side? And here's my big thing, guys. I think both of you, Roy, especially, need to understand that there is a place where you're moving that is better to live on the than the other side. Meaning... Do you want to be on the north side of town or the east, the west or the south? Where's the church that you're going to go to if you go? What side of town is the doctors, the hospitals, the, the things you do for fun, the shops you like to go to, the, the grocery store that you care about? So that you're not buying a house because it's a great deal over here and then you have to traverse the rest of town just to get to the other side. Right? So I think you should rent for six months, maybe a year. See the seasons, what part of town is is if you go to a place where it's snowy, do they plow over there? Maybe they don't. Maybe you're just off the main highway and they don't plow there because the county or the city, whoever's in charge there, that's not their gig. So where's the construction? A lot of places are building new freeways, public works projects, shopping centers. You're going to have to deal with that for a year, two, or three, depending on where you go, Tennessee especially. Poor eastern Tennessee. <laughs> Those people don't recognize their town, their country anymore, right? Their country area, country homes are, have now turned into suburbia. So where do you want to live in which the, the community still fits your needs? And stay away. Don't jump from the frying pan into the fire. Boise, Idaho is one of the most liberal mayors west of the Mississippi. Boise. I don't mean Eagle. Meridian, they're great. But Boise is crazy. Dallas proper, crazy people. Dallas school board, oh my gosh, are they socialist? What, what What's going on there? Outskirts, Allen, Frisco, McKinney, great places to live. Do you follow me? So it, it isn't just going, leaving California like they're waiting for you. Right? Like you can't get wait to get there and you go, I'm here, I made it. Nobody cares. So do your research. So here's what I would do. Number one, make sure the state you go to has a conservative governor that has won by at least 60 point, uh, 60%. Number two, make sure the senators, the U.S. senators, have won by at least 60% each time, right? Meaning I want a pure red state. And then number three, 
wherever you're going, make sure that the council, uh, the, the state representative and or the U.S. congressperson is also a conservative that won by 60%. Right? So there's regions. Again, like I mentioned, Boise, if you're a proper Boise, that's a Democrat running that show. But you go outskirts, you got a Republican governor, you got Republican senators, and you can have a Republican congressman. So you can be there, no problem. So you just avoid going from the frying pan into the fire. Okay, here's the other part. I can help with the old IRA or the old 401k, rather. We'll pick that up. We'll move that into safety. We'll get some reasonable rates of return. The second thing is when I talk about moving and renting, that's another reason to not have all of your furniture there because you're going to pay for storage. Now, if you have antiques, something that's super sentimental, all right, those things matter. I get it. So you just decide, is it worth it renting a U-Haul van or a big truck or something? I just don't want you to have somebody else have possession. You can go to the local high school football team, offer to give them all a $100 bill, four of them, six of them, eight of them. Maybe it's 200 and pizza, right, to help you move stuff into the house. You can do that. I would do that. Right? Where you're encouraging, you're giving money to the young people of the, of the community, you're engendering yourself to be a, di- a decent neighbor, citizen of the town. It's a good idea. All right, here's the other part. Consider when I say renting, I want you to spend weekends and afternoons, so Friday night, Saturday night, when it can be a little bit loud or crazy, weekends busy neighborhood parties, whatever's going on. I want you to spend a little bit of that time driving around the city and including on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, you're going to stay in a hotel on that side of the city. Spend the night, wake up and drive to your work. See what the traffic flow is like going from that direction to your job. If the traffic direction, if everybody's going that, go the opposite. Right, we've seen it. People that work in the San Fernando Valley and live on the west side, right in the morning, you have way less traffic than people going into downtown. And then in the afternoon, traffic's going the other way and you're going that direction. It's perfect. It's not as common as it used to be in California because everybody's coming and going now, but there still is certainly a predominant way in which people travel in the morning. Okay, next. Uh I like the idea of you making a decision on where to live based on a joint factor. Now, Market Watch, I'm not a super fan of Market Watch. I helped develop Market Watch, where do you live, where you ask, uh, you answer five questions. Uh, first of all, let me back up. You pick three states. So if you like a particular state, your wife likes a state, and pick another state. And then you go through, both of you answer the questions, top five things that matter to you. And there's a whole list of them. That's the, that's the must haves, top five things that are nice to have. And it'll come up with 10 different cities, counties across the country or across the states that you chose. And because MarketWatch has this great little survey, you go through and you click on it. You can redo it again and do it again. But if both of you were to do it, you do it and she does it. Out of 10 choices, there might be three or four or five overlaps. Those are the cities and states that you visit. 
Okay, now maybe you guys have already decided, but many other people maybe not. So if there is a place that you like to live more than another, try not to drag the other person. It's hard. Especially if one of you have been, been sacrificing for years and now it's your turn kind of thing. I get it. But when you work as a trades, uh, as an electrician in the trades, Roy, here's what I would do. I'd start reading business books between now and the summer. How to start your own business, how to be your own businessman. Right? What kind of corporate structure? Talk about profit and loss. And I'd have you go to the new town and maybe even start your own company, especially if Cindy's uh, job is sufficient to pay for your food, shelter, clothing. The sale of your house gives you a lot more profit. Great. You're going to buy a house, pay cash for it, and you have a couple hundred thousand dollars left over. Maybe you say, I'm going to take 50000 to buy a used van, paint it, or put my logo on the side, start my company, See if I can be a businessman. See if I can be an independent contractor. Right? If everybody else is moving to that community and you can be somebody that services a specialty. Ready for this? I don't want you just saying, we do residential, commercial, large and small. Then you specialize in nothing. Roy, what if you put on the side of your truck, I do entertainment systems, low voltage alarms. List something so specific. Somebody goes, that's it. That's what I want. And they'll pay for it. People will pay a little extra for a guy who's an expert in something. Right? I do remodels. Whatever it is, something, but be real specific. What I don't like is when somebody says, oh, I do big and small, large and tall. You're like, okay, so what are you great at? You're great at nothing. You just do everything. Can't say, hi, I do heart surgery, brain surgery, foot surgery. If you need it, I can do dermatology work. While you're here, we'll inject your Botox. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. So the guy that injects my Botox is going to do my heart surgery? No, thank you. I'll find another one who does heart surgery every day, in the morning and at night, five days a week. You prefer that guy? I do. So consider that, Roy. Now, you might say, hey, I'm not the, fine, I'm not the guy who, who is an expert. I never want to be my own boss. It's uh, da, da, da. Okay, I get it. Then you, then you do what you're going to do, which is you shop, you look around, you look for jobs. You'll probably find one very quickly. And then what do we do with that extra money from the house? We're just going to set it aside. We'll save it. We'll get a six-month or a one-year CD maybe if you bank. Put it in a couple different institutions. We build up those savings accounts. Earn a little bit of interest. And then when you're ready to buy the house that you want to buy, you find it. You buy it. If interest rates drop down again to the two and a half, three and a half percent level, then guess what? I prefer you not pay cash for it, right? Because money is free when it's down into those levels. So give me a lot of stuff if it's free, all right? Act like an illegal alien. Get all the free stuff you can. <laughs> all right, thanks for being part of the show. Hey, guys, grab this pen. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847, 888-99-RETIRE. And reach out to us on February 4th. We're having, in fact, we are inviting you to be a guest. We're showing the Police State movie, Dan Bongino, Dinesh D'Souza, at 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you can make it, February 4th, the Police State movie. It's in the Glendale area. Reach out to 888-997-3847. Get on the list, and we'll let you know if you can make it. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Happy New Year. 
I know I said it last week, but we're now in the new year, so thanks for being part of the show. Our very first show for 2024. Bless you and have an awesome year. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.